0: Hey, welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Today, we are talking with a special guest, Nicole Kepik of Nicole Kepik Copywriting. And she's going to serve as our inspiration for finding a career that you really love. She's an entrepreneur, and she went from a corporate job to running her own business. And she gives us some tips for how to do that, some things that were helpful for her, some um, things to avoid, and um, and and no you're not a copywriter, probably. Most people are not copywriters. But the point is not to teach you how to be a copywriter. The point is to give you inspiration and some general, helpful, for all tips and ideas for how you can do this for yourself. And you may not want to be an entrepreneur. Again, same thing. What can you do within your working world to adapt it, to make it a career that you really love and and change it into a career you love or go for the career that you really love? So I really like Nicole. I met her online and she's just, she's a sweet person and um, very calming. And I just... I just like knowing her. I hope you enjoy her. I hope you enjoy the episode. And if you have more questions, reach out to me or her. We'd be both be happy to chat with you about it. And finding the career or the job that's right for you, or a career path that makes you feel, you know, we use the phrase in the episode, all lit up inside, just makes you feel like you're like you're in tune, and this is what you were made for. That's a hard thing to do. That's a really hard find. But most of us want that. Um, and even if you do not feel like your your purpose is your career, which for some people, it certainly isn't. But even if that's not what you feel, you still want to find something that you really like. Because our jobs, in America at least, they they take up so much of our time. There's such a large percentage of our, our waking days and so you want to find something that you feel good about and that gives you gives you joy and a sense of purpose. So if you know you want to make a change, but you don't know how, or you just have kind of a vague idea, or you've been thinking about it, but you just haven't done anything for four, five, six years, and it's just ongoing, you may need to have a coaching session. We will We'll talk about what you want, what you're looking for, what you're not looking for, and we'll come up with what's the right fit for you, and then we'll figure out how to get you there. So if that's something you're interested in, check out my work with me page. There are several different packages you can look at, and the clarity package is probably a good fit for that. Um, the signature package is longer. Just check it out. See what you think is right for you and, uh, contact me anytime you need me. Caroline at makeitjoy.com. Okay. I hope you have a great time with this episode and just, hey, at minimum enjoy Nicole. She's just, she's just lovely, lovely. Um, okay. Have a great time. <laughs> I'm Caroline Buzik, and I'm a certified life and spiritual coach, and I love to help women live life with more joy. My job is to completely and wholeheartedly believe the best in you and believe the best for you. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed, and we're meant to live with passion, purpose, and fun. In this podcast, we will talk about all things joy, what brings you joy, what keeps you from joy, and how to just enjoy life more in general. You are uniquely and wonderfully made and you are who you are and how you are for a reason my hope for you is that you will adore being you build a life you love soak up as many moments as you can and enjoy the heck out of life welcome to the make it joy podcast
1: hey nicole how are you hey i'm good thank you so much for inviting me here caroline
0: well, I'm just so glad to have you because I met you I virtually met you um sometime this year. It feels like maybe eight or ten months ago, but I met you through so there's a thing called bundles they're giveaways that um people online give their stuff away, and that's how people find out about us and and it's a way that we can uh, be of service to others but i I met you through a giveaway and i I got one of your products for free it was something you had written. I think it was some kind of a, like a business support. Maybe it was a 52 email prompts. And I'd seen some of those before, but yours was so, so well-written and so good that I had to reach out to you personally and tell you what a good job you did. And I think that that was the beginning of our, of our online
1: affair. I think that's how we met. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was probably 52 weeks of email. And that gives people a year's worth of email themes. And I honestly created that, I'm going to say almost two years ago now, and it's still circulating. And I think just when I think, oh, I should retire this, people still love it. So I'm like, okay, if the people want it, I will still put it in bundles. So I'm so glad you enjoyed it. It's
0: so good. And it's so well written. And you know, and also, so when i found that, I got onto your email list and I have since been a big fan of your emails. You write, <laughs> you write the funniest emails and you're constantly poking fun at yourself in such a relatable, <laughs> practical, and useful way. <laughs> I mean, they're just like relatable life ahas in every one of your emails. And it's, I just really, really enjoy them. But you, okay. So Nicole, you are here to be our our inspiration for changing jobs and pursuing a career that you really, really love, because that's something that you have done in your
1: own life, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I will say, like, the disclaimer to that is it's always been writing for me. I've always been a copywriter, basically, since I graduated university, like, eons ago. So I've always been copywriting. But the big shift I made was going from the nine to five corporate worlds to running my own business. So you know, not naturally, there were a lot of learnings and growths and ups and downs and all the things with that. So yeah, that's the big change I made in my life. Well, what does your life look like now? What exactly specifically do you do? Okay, good question. I am a sales page copywriter. I also write emails and website copy too, but I write for female entrepreneurs. So essentially the words to help them market their business and sell their products and services. So um, this could be anybody from a a health coach, a life coach, a business and mindset coach. Um, I also write for creatives like web designers, um, educators, like it really is across the board, these female entrepreneurs, but what's common with these audiences is that they just don't have the desire or the time to write their own copy. And they're just like, you know what, please do it for me. I don't want to even touch it myself. So that's what I do. I write copy for people who just don't want to write it themselves. They don't know how to, they feel like they need to sell their services, but they don't know how to sell in a way that is um, like non-icky, non-pushy, all those things we don't like.
0: That's so great. And so, okay, what I want to do with you is I want to talk about where you are now, what your life looks like, and then let's go back into where you began and how you decided to transition into being on your own. So can you tell us a little bit more about what your life looks like now? I mean, you're on your own, you've started your own business and and what, what does that look
1: like? What's it feel like? How are you now? <laughs> it really feels good. I mean, it feels so free and it, that's not to say that I'm not working a lot or, you know, like I'm probably in the beginning, I probably worked more than I did in my nine to five because I was just so like, you know, you're starting a new business and you've got all the things to do, but it just feels so free in the sense that I can dictate my own schedule and I can dictate the projects that I work on and the clients that I work with. So that is just amazing versus when I was in the corporate world and it's like, okay, here's what you're working on today, whether you like it or not. So it just feels so uh, so free and flexible. And of course, like it's, there are busy times, but it's just so nice to basically be able to design the life that I want. i feel like
0: it's really satisfying since you've been doing it. Or have you, have you run into any burnout in your own, like doing things your own way now? Or do you keep just checking in with
1: yourself and saying, all right, it's my business. I'm going to do it how I want and I'm, I'm going to make <laughs> sure I'm happy with this. Yeah. I mean, when I first made that transition from nine to five to going all in with my business, I think in that beginning stage, I was working too much because it was just, you know, you go from having this steady paycheck and the benefits and the security of it it, to all of a sudden, like, okay, everything is on me. And if I'm not working, I'm not getting paid and, you know, all the pressure of that. So when I first made that transition, you know, I was working during the day on nights and weekends to the point where even my husband and son were like, you're working more than before. And that was just like a huge wake up call to me because Mm -hmm. why go your own way and start your own business if you're going to be busier than you were in corporate world. So, I think that was just kind of a scarcity mindset of like, well, I better take every every project because I don't know next month if there will be a project. So I was just taking everything, saying yes to everything. And then, yeah, it was starting to lead down that road of burnout. And part of it, too, was that I was just so passionate about it. I was so excited. So like, even when I didn't want to be thinking about my business, I was thinking about my business. So I just had to kind of rein it in, set some boundaries for myself. Um, And then just create more white space in my life so that it didn't take over everything didn't take over family and friend time and you know all the things Well, how long have you had your own business how long has that been going on Uh, well sometimes it's hard to answer because i Mm. technically started my business back in 2010 but it was just like a side hustle thing i started nicole kepik copywriting as a freelance business so while i was in the nine to five as a copywriter I took on side projects every once in a while for people that needed a copywriter. Um, So it was just here and there, like kind of extra money for trips, family trips, stuff like that. And then over the years that grew, I got more clients and I started thinking more and more like, oh, this could be a thing. Like this could be the direction I take my life in. But it wasn't until 2020, about three years ago, um, or almost four years ago now, that I left the nine to five and then went all in with my business. So yeah, copywriting that whole time, side hustled since 2010, and then 2020 is when I finally went all in with it. Well, how did you know that you wanted to go out on your own? I mean- um, yeah, and in the beginning, I, I didn't have this big dream to be an entrepreneur because I wasn't raised that way. It, I was raised more traditionally. But then as time went on, it was just a mix of things. Like I said, it was, I was getting more freelance clients. So it kind of opened my mind to, Hey, this could be a thing. And that there is other work out there. Um, and just other circumstances too, because I was also with my corporate job, it just felt so heavy near the end, not the job itself, but the life around it, because I was commuting like an hour, an hour and 15 each way. Um, like it was a lot of driving time. And then long day at the office, and then family activities, and then also the freelance work that I was doing. So it just became too much. Like, life was too busy. And again, it's that thinking of, well, what am I doing here? Like, if the point is freedom, you're not creating a life of freedom. You're actually working more than you want to. So it became having to make a choice of, do I want to stay in the nine-to-five world, or do I want to go the other direction and, and go all in with my business? And at that point, it was just like, Ooh, I like this direction better. I want to go all in with my business. Well, as we're talking, I I know
0: that everybody's circumstances are going to be different and what everybody's feeling is going to be different than you and nobody's going to be just like you, you know, but what I'm hoping that we can find to help everybody listening is things that you did and things that you experienced that even though it may not be exactly the same or even all that similar, they can learn from what, you did. And it sounds like um, one thing that you discovered in in your past life was you realized one thing that was really important to you, and that was freedom. And you weren't having enough freedom. And so I was just wondering how you knew, what were some things that you knew were not quite working for you? How did you have this point in your life where you thought, I'm happy, but I'm not happy enough. What were some of your like the telltale signs that made you realize that you needed some kind of a change or or what you had was good but not quite good enough?
1: yeah. I mean, for me, it was like just physically being at my laptop at ten p m on a Thursday or Friday night and thinking, Wait, this isn't right. I mean, weeknights are supposed to be with your family. Or, or at the very least, by yourself, but not working at 10 p.m. You know, on a freelance project. Um, And then, like I said, even just hearing, um, you know, just getting input from my husband and son. Like after I went in my full time with my business, they said, "Oh, you're working so much." But even before that, they're like, "Yeah, you're (laughs) you're working all the time." So when you start to hear that from other people, it's kind of a rude awakening. Um, So yeah, it was just kind of like the things that I noticed in my life where. I wasn't living optimally. Like my time wasn't being spent how I wanted it to be spent.
0: Was it a a gradual change, or did you think, okay, I know that there's this other thing I want to do, but I'm not sure how to get there? Or how did you make the transition?
1: Yeah, it was more gradual. I definitely didn't jump right in. Um, I because I wanted to first establish a client base and systems and processes before I went all in because. That just, for me, gave me some security, like, okay, you won't be starting from scratch, it won't be, you know, full time one day, and then the next day, zero clients, I wanted to know that I had some clients lined up, and, you know, at least the beginnings of a thriving business. So um, I wanted that in place first. Um, but then it's funny because then I came to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. But then in speaking with my husband, he's like very logical and he's like, well, you know, maybe we should wait a bit. And I'm like, no, 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 but I'm ready now. Um, so it was kind of like this compromise of waiting for the best time for our family, you know, cause there, are, you know, there are other things to consider like mortgage payments and things like that, real life stuff. So just coming to the right time for our family.
0: It's like you're yours was more gradual, which is a way to go for sure. And then there are other ways where you do go all in and, but you used your mind, you followed your passion. You were listening to what wasn't quite what you wanted in your life and what you wanted your life to be. And it sounds also like you, the people in your life were speaking to you and your husband, who I imagine is like a big source of someone that you really trust and you trust his opinion and his words. That's that was somebody who was talking to you, or what other kind of what other signs did you have? How did you know that this was a go? How did you get the green light? Did you have um, some people? I think like some people will pray about it and wait for a sign, or they'll wait to hear from other people, or they'll they'll wait for clients to fall on their lap, or for them to be really clear about it. And so, if you could say like, what was the one or two main things that gave you the the
1: courage and the the um, just the go ahead? Yeah, I mean, well, first, I would say that my husband is, you know, probably my biggest supporter. So even though I say, oh, he was kind of making it sound like we should wait a bit, like he has always been my biggest fan and biggest supporter. So he was excited for me to go all in. Um, So definitely him, definitely prayed about it, because I wanted to, you know, make the right decision there. And then even some circumstances at my nine-to-five job were changing. Like the projects I was working on, um, they were kind of changing in nature where they weren't as exciting as they were before, to be honest. And I was starting to lose interest there. So that was a nice segue because had the work always been really enticing and interesting, I might have stayed longer because I loved the people I worked with. That's probably why I stayed in corporate so long because I was just, you know, I loved the people. Um, and had I hated the people or hated my boss, I probably would have left earlier. Um, so luckily I guess the work itself started to not be as exciting. Um, so that was like a little nudge, like, Hey, let's, let's move to something more exciting, more exciting clients, more exciting projects.
0: I think that happens a lot. There are reasons to stay. And some of those reasons are good and healthy reasons, and some are not. Some of those reasons are fear-based reasons, of course. But, yeah, I mean, you had legitimate reasons to be there. You were enjoying enjoying the people you were around. And um, and I'm so glad that you got that little nudge. I think that <laughs> like you mentioned that you prayed. I do think uh, prayer is an interesting thing. Sometimes, I think rarely, but sometimes you'll pray and then you'll get an answer or maybe God will just sweep it and do the work for you. But a lot of times you, I think you have to use your brain. You have to listen to the people around you. You have to follow your passions. You have to really listen to your intuition and just hang in there and just keep, just keep going to the Lord and saying, all right, what, what is best? And then I, I also think often there's not a, a best choice. There's a best choice for right now. Like there's not, if I make this decision, uh, this is the right thing and this is the wrong thing. It's what, what is the best decision right now at this point? And so I think for everybody who's trying to find their way, there are so many different ways. And you, the main thing is keep your eyes open, keep your ears open and keep your heart open for,
1: um, for your peace and for what excites you. I do want to touch on what you said earlier about the timing um, and and hearing from God, because I think you really do have to trust the timing of things because now it's so easy for me to think, well, why didn't I just start my full-time business 10 years ago? Why didn't I jump in earlier? But obviously the timing wasn't right. Like This is the best timing for doing it. And I learned so much before I made that leap. Um, So just trusting the timing there. But so, okay, have you got any any tips for
0: somebody who wants to i think this word is really important niche who to find their niche because i think a lot of times when we're like especially if you're going out on your own or if you're looking for a job a specific job there's so many um <laughs> so many jobs so many very specific jobs that you think well i never would have thought of that but yeah i guess somebody is doing that job <laughs> how do you know Um, exactly what you want to do? Because your job, I think, is very specific. The people that you write for, like what helped you narrow down exactly what you want to do and exactly how your talents would best be used?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, Because when I first started um, advertising my copywriting services on Instagram, um, and on my website, I was just advertising all the things because in my corporate world, I had written all the things I'd written print brochures, I'd written video scripts and website copy and like, anything press releases, like you name it, I had written it. So when I started advertising my own business, like, I just started advertising all of these services and it was just too much. It was just too overwhelming. Half the time I didn't know how to advertise myself because I was just advertising too many things. So ultimately I decided let's narrow down here and just really promote a couple different copywriting services. And um, so I landed on sales page copy, email copy, and web copy. And that has made my life so much easier because now I'm not like, well, what should I talk about today? I've got a hundred different product listings on my website. So it makes my life easier. And I think certainly it makes um, my readers' lives easier too, because they have a better, clearer understanding of how I can help them. Um, But then ultimately, I think just in terms of niching, like general advice, I think it's Coming up with something that's obviously in demand, people are looking for, but something that you genuinely love doing. Because if you don't love doing it, like why? Why do it? I used to advertise that I wrote press releases. And then afterwards, I think I thought, I hate writing press releases. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. So no, we're not incorporating press releases here. So yeah, just something that's going to light you up inside, especially if you're going to be doing it every day. Oh, that's great advice. So you're following your passion. You're following
0: what you actually want to do. And I have to remind myself of that a lot of the time Um, in my own business. There are so many shoulds and there's so many things that you ought to be doing. But this is, I mean, this is my business. And I created it because I believe in it. And I believe in my sets of skills and how I can help people and my passion for people. And when I start to drift into other people's lanes and the way that they are running their business or the things that they're doing or the way that they're marketing. And it feels like, like I'm putting on a pair of pants that are too tight. That's when I have to pull back and I have to say, all right, Caroline, what's, who are you and how do you like to do things? And I think when we are really, really true to ourselves and we wear our own pant size, that is when like, that's when you're soaring. But another thing that you said that I thought was really interesting was, um, you. It took you. It took you a minute to figure out exactly what your niche was, and I think when you're changing jobs or finding your career, whether it's with another company, it do, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You can be. You don't have to be, but it takes a while to figure out exactly what you want to do. I remember coming out of college, and there was uh, some advice. I felt like this was wise advice, maybe not popular advice, but wise advice was to just try a bunch of different things and and throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Like, try give yourself the freedom to try and to fail and to see what you like, what you don't like, what makes you feel yuck, what, what brings in money, what doesn't, what do people want? And when we give ourselves this freedom to pursue what you actually like and actually want to do that's when you really find your calling but there's i just want to give y'all the like the freedom and the permission to mess up a whole bunch and take the time you need as you find your way to your path you know it that that sounds like what you did it
1: took you a minute and then you found like you found where you were in tune for sure i couldn't agree more um it definitely took me a minute and i think once you niche or once you decide what you want to do, what your lane is, that doesn't mean you can't change your mind after that you can't pivot because nothing is set in stone. If you decide six months, six months from now, you want to do something different, or it's not actually what you love doing, you can absolutely change. So like you said, the freedom and the flexibility to just make those decisions yourself and not base it on what other people are doing. You can change
0: as many times in your life as you want. If as long as you're alive, you can keep on changing. <laughs> um, and Nicole, I know you're a mom. Can you give us any, um, I guess, insight or just um, a perspective on doing this when you have?
1: And how old? Is, how old is your child? I, your child, yeah. children. I have just one son, and he is 16, which is cra- <laughs> so crazy to say. <laughs> it went so fast. Um, so I feel like. I feel like I'm I feel lucky that he's older now because it would be really hard to start and run a business when you've got a baby or a toddler. So I can appreciate that he's older and he can take care of himself while I'm doing my business things. But I do still have to remind myself that um he's still he still needs me and my time just as you know, just as much as before, just in a different way. So I always want to be present when I'm with him. I don't want to be hanging out with him and thinking of, oh, my next email blast or my next campaign. Like, I just want to be fully present when I'm with him. Because like I said, he still needs me just in different ways.
0: That's so great. That That's something um, that's been on my mind a lot lately is this idea of doing one thing at a time. We do so much where we're we're doing multiple things at once. And women, we are spectacular multitaskers. But but just this thought of what can I take away in this moment? Can I put the phone down while I'm cooking the supper? Or can I put this down while I'm doing this other thing? Or can I just be with my child or be with my family and just be with them and and let work be work? You know, I I just really like this idea. And I think there's so much power in life in this idea of one thing at a time. And if one thing at a time isn't possible, then one less thing at a time (laughs) as a practice. Okay. I have, I have a two-parter question for you and it's about advice. What advice you have for people who uh, want to make a job change. And my first, the first part is what practical advice you have. The second part is what inspirational message you have. So (laughs) what practical advice do you have for somebody who wants to make a living doing what they love?
1: Okay, so practical advice. I would say do your due diligence, do your research, make sure you have maybe enough saved in the bank, all those practical things that you probably should be doing. But non-practical advice would be more like listen to those whispers, listen to those nudges or voices from God, whatever it might be that are telling you that, you know, you're made for something more or something different or something more joyful, like listen to those because time really is short. It's it's short and it goes so fast. So do you really want to spend your life doing something that's just kind of like meh or ho-hum or something you hate? Like listen to those nudges to take the leap and do something more exciting for yourself. I love that. And you, you have
0: already mentioned, we talked a little bit about Finding what lights you up and sticking with it, and when you're off the path, just get right back on it and just follow your light, follow the what lights you up on the inside. So, Nicole, um, you know I've got questions coming your way, our closing <laughs> questions. But what can you tell us where we can find you and um, and what if anybody uh, if anybody actually needs your services, that would be wonderful. But can you
1: tell us how uh, people can work with you or learn more about you? Yeah, sure. So my website is my first and last name, NicoleKepik.com. My signature service is a VIP day, copywriting VIP day. So that's where I do all the writing for you. It's completely done for you. I will write your sales page in a day or email sequence in a day or website copy. That's two days because there's a bit more copy, but it's a completely done for you experience. Or on my shop page, I have some toolkits that you can do if you want to DIY your copy. Um, and I also hang out on Instagram a lot. That's where my business page is, and it's nK copywriting.
0: I'm just so curious
1: about writing. How do you
0: write in someone else's voice? I mean, you've got your voice. how do you how do you write in someone else's tone and personality and um and with their message?
1: Yeah, that is probably one of the most common questions I get because people always want to know, but how do you do it? How do you speak like me? How do you sound like me? And I don't know. Part of it is just intuitive. Um, other parts, it, it's obviously speaking to my clients, getting a sense of their personality, um, just who they are, and their you know the goals for their business. Um, it's looking at the existing content they have online, if they have a social media presence or an existing website or sales page, and it's also just asking the right questions, like asking them what tone of voice do you want? Do you want it really friendly and relatable, or conversational? Do you want it more formal and um, trusted and you know scholarly, like just asking them what tone they want, and then also getting a sense of are there any words or phrases that they partic- particularly like, and are there any that they don't like. Um, so some people have strong opinions there, but yeah, it's just really getting a sense for my clients and who they are, and then just somehow conveying that on paper. And I know that you're an introvert, and that
0: that's an introvert superpower. <laughs> it's just watching people, observing people, hearing other people and, and receiving them. So that's, uh, I think that's one of your superpowers for sure. Um, (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for your, for your questions? Yes, I'm so ready. Okay, good. All right. So I know that you took the
1: joy style quiz. Uh, What is your joy style and what about that resonates most with you? Yeah, it said I was peace and joy. You are an independent joy. And um, definitely resonated me things like, you know, snuggling up with a good book, 100% getting cozy at home. People have said I have a calming presence. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, It is. I've been asleep this whole time. I'm (laughs) still relaxed. There you go. Um, So a lot of those I related to. And then on the other side of things, it said you lean towards perfectionism and ruminating on negative or what if thoughts. And I thought, oh, yes, that can be me because many times I will have a conversation with somebody and then like a week later, I'll be thinking, oh, what if I had said this or Should I have said this? And it's like, okay, you can't go down that spiral. You need to just let it go and not, you know, just forget about that. (laughs) That's perfect. Um, Okay, what is your favorite simple luxury? Um, Definitely bath and a book. I know this sounds super indulgent, but every night I have a bath, um, a nice hot bath. I, you know, probably I didn't when my son was younger and I was busier, but bath and a book for sure. My (laughs) husband, um, one year from Mother's Day, got me a bath caddy and it, it has been life changing. This little, you know, a thing that goes across your bath and then you can hold your book, your phone. Um, I try not to bring my phone, but book, phone, you can add a glass of wine if you want. Like, I love this caddy. I recommend it, you know, to anyone who loves a good bath. It's a game changer. I'm, I'm a caddy <laughs> gal. It's a game
0: changer. And uh, you're you're wise about the phone. I have ruined, I think, two phones in the bath. Oh, geez. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the most beautiful place you've ever been.
1: Oh, I really enjoyed a trip to Lisbon, Portugal. It was just, you Ooh. know, the food, the people, the architecture, the water. Like, I just loved it there. Oh, I hear that it's beautiful. Uh, is the what's the water look like? Oh, just nice and you know turquoise, and just yeah, just beautiful. I just
0: hear the colors over there are different.
1: Um, okay, uh, what is one of your big obstacles to joy? Um, I think busyness. You know that that constant feeling of like I should be doing something there's always something I should, could be doing in my business so um, even if I don't have client deadlines I think well I I could be writing emails I could be writing uh, social media posts I could be reaching out to clients like it just never stops so I mean I feel like my life is very joyful but if I had to pick something I would pick busyness and not stopping
0: <laughs> yeah and you know I think that that's something that, I certainly identify with, and I think a lot of women identify with and people that listen to this podcast as well. Um, there's this idea of there's busyness and then there's this self-imposed busyness, which I'm beginning to explore a little bit. And and I, I'm just, I'm not very far along down this lane yet, but I'm at the beginning of, why have I imposed this busyness on myself? And I know for a lot of us, it's, well, I want to feel productive. I want to feel like I'm making good use of my time or like I'm learning something or I'm, I'm doing good for myself or for others. But I, I'm just curious about this idea of self-imposed busyness and if there's a, a kinder way to, to be with ourselves. Okay. What do you love about being a woman?
1: Um, the first thing that came to mind is so cliche about being a mom. Like I just, I just love being a mom. And of course there are some times that are not easy. Um, but I just feel like even though I've had to give so much, every woman has to give so much, you just get so much more back. Like the joy that you get back is just, it more than makes up for the sacrifices. I don't want to like, I know some people choose to, to not be a mom and some people aren't moms just that that loving nurturing relationship no matter whether it's your own child or not a child like just that relationship is just so special
0: Mm, that's wonderful all right in three words
1: what is the meaning of life (sighs) this is so hard um i think for me it's making an impact um so i just say that like not living this solo life all about yourself but you know realizing that you can impact others and spread kindness and joy and again not just having it be just about you.
0: Great. Okay, what prayer or blessing or wish would you like to give to the people who are listening to us?
1: Um okay, so I thought of a wish and that is so that your readers or your not your readers, I'm speaking copywriting here, your listeners know how truly unique and valued they are and I, what I'm thinking of here is you know the the movie it's a wonderful life where where George doesn't realize how many people he has impacted in his life like all the lives he's touched and he doesn't realize like that's what I wish for the people listening that they would just realize how unique and valued they are and that they have probably touched so many people's lives that they don't even know and that just came to me because of that movie
0: I love that's so thoughtful that's such a great that's such a great wish well Nicole, thank you. Big time for being on here. and I, I certainly think that we have um, I have found some jewels from your story for sure. And I like I said, I know that everybody, I don't think everybody listening is a copywriter, you know, but <laughs> I think that most people listening do want to do something that they love and they want to feel lit up inside and and feel like what they're doing matters and makes an impact. And I think that again, what you can pull from Nicole's story, your, her story is not your story. You take parts of Nicole's story that resonated with you and you implement it in your own way. And you take the words that we have said and you find your own words for that. And so there's a bit of translation here for how what Nicole has done in her life and, and the part of Nicole's life that's been inspirational to you and has given you motivation and courage and some practical steps. How can you apply that to your own life so that you can walk in a way that you just feel full of joy and full of life and you're happy to work and
1: you aren't at your laptop at 10 at night unless you want to be. <laughs> For sure. Um, and if I can say one thing too that just came into my mind is that also it's never too late because when I went full time in my business, I was, I guess I was 43 because I'm 46 now. And there was that tiny, tiny inkling in me that thought. I'm too old. Like look at look at all these 20-year-olds on Instagram. Like I am old here. I'm the old lady. Um, but it's never too late to make a change or to pivot your life or go after what you want. Like you have so many more years ahead of you.
0: You can start, like we've said, as long as you're alive, you can you can make your life what you want it to be, you know? Thank you so much for sharing that and um and for being on the show. I appreciate everything you've said and and uh your calming demeanor has been uh Wonderful! I'm gonna go have some tea right now. <laughs> Hopefully, it
1: hasn't put you to sleep.
0: I hope it. Ha- I'm gonna listen. To, I'm gonna listen to this again at night night, and I'm gonna fall asleep listening to Nicole. <laughs> no, it's been wonderful. You've been uh, full of inspiration and wisdom, and just I think you've been really encouraging. And I, I really appreciate you. And um, and guys, if you want to know more about Nicole, check her out. At, say your website one more time. It's NicoleKepik.com. Okay. And uh okay. Uh Nicole, I appreciate you big time. Thanks so
1: much. You too. Thank you. Okay, gang, that's it for
0: today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and have had a great time. If you'd like to know more about working with me, having me as your own personal coach, check out my website, www.makeitjoy.com. You'll also find all of my resources, recommendations, and freebies on there as well. If this podcast is your kind of thing, I would so appreciate your support please leave me a five-star review and help spread the word. If you'd like to say hello, I would love to hear from you. Send an email to caroline at makeitjoy.com. I will read it and I will get back to you. I love the Make It Joy community. Y'all are a really beautiful, lovely group of people, and I appreciate you all so much. Enjoy being you, enjoy your life, and go make it joy. I'll see you next time.